the question is, in the Sirah, did men and women find it difficult to get married? Or is this a new phenomenon? What can those finding it difficult to get married do according to the Sirah? So this is a genuine, serious question, actually. I know it. <laughs> there will never be a Q&A without marriage. Doesn't matter what the topic is, you're going to somehow, mashallah, it's human, human nature. Those that are single are finding it a problem to get married. Those that are married, their problems are? Anyway, bismillah, okay. <laughs> the grass is always greener on the other side, huh? subhanAllah. Listen, there's no question, brothers and sisters, that marriage in the time of the Sahaba and Tabiru in the time of the Prophet was looked at very differently than it is now. There's a lot of factors for this. We don't have time to get into them. It's really awkward to say this, but they viewed marriage as a utilitarian act of convenience more than they viewed it as an act of love and romance for the rest of your life. And because of this, marriage was very organic, very open. It wasn't a big deal. We have this westernized notion of, especially our youngsters, did you find the right one? Out of all six and a half billion people in the world, there's that one person, that mashallah, tabarakallah, hundred percent. This is fantasy. You have to make marriages work. You have to put in the effort. No two people are fully compatible. True, some are more compatible than others, no doubt about that. But even in the best of marriages, you know, I have an entire number of Sira lectures about, you know, the, the reality of the prophetic household, sallallahu alayhi There are issues within the prophetic households. It's in the Quran. It's in the Quran, right? Allah Azza wa Jal mentions regarding the wives and Surah Al-Talaq and Surah Al-Taghabun and others are coming down. If Allah Azza wa wanted, the marriage of the Prophet itself would never have any issues. But he wanted to make us a role model. And he wanted to show us, even in that household, sometimes things happen, but you overcome, and they have the best of marriages. So, um, I, I do have to point out that yes, marriage was much easier for multiple reasons, primarily because people understood that if somebody's single, it shouldn't remain like this. So if there is an unmarried lady, it just, there was a feeling, it's not right that she's not married. Somebody should marry her. Now obviously, in those days you also had you know, polygamy, which obviously is an issue that is problematic for uh, the Western world. It's sad that they have embraced alternative lifestyles and they haven't embraced the Abrahamic lifestyle. I'm just saying that. I'm not trying to get cancelled by anybody. But I'm just saying, it's really sad they've taken on things that they themselves thought were not allowed and they're not taking on Abrahamic values. It's really strange. That which is normal for so many civilizations in society, they have made abnormal. And that which was abnormal for even their own history, they have made normal. That's, yani we just simply comment that uh, marriage has been made more complicated by multiple factors. But of them as well, is that especially widows and divorcees, reading the seerah, it's very clear that there was no stigma attached to ladies who are without a husband. They've become widows or they've been divorced. It wasn't a major stigma. Unfortunately, now it is a huge issue. And there is this, this taboo of why would I marry? Jabir married 
a divorce or a widow, we don't know exactly, but Jabir married a lady who was already married in the past. And he said, I have to because of my, 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 and the Prophet thanked him, the Prophet appreciated that, you know, not everybody has the same circumstances. So this is another factor that, and it's for some strange reason only on the women's side, the stigma is there, it's really strange. Amongst the men's side, they don't seem to have the same stigma attached, even though you would think, but khair, it is, we have to overcome this, we have to actively overcome this. Of course, of the reasons as well is the high mahar and the expensive weddings. And again, this is a reality that we need to work to. We need to work to make easier. And again, I'm not trying to get into any trouble here, but let me just say generically, dear parents, if you don't encourage your young men and women for the halal, they will find routes to the haram. Your generation... Your children's generation is not your generation. Your children's generation is not your generation. The accessibility of lewdness, sorry to be blunt, but we're talking as adults, we're talking to protect the family. The accessibility of astaghfirullah, blatant fahisha to the teens, is something that is unprecedented in human history. Human history. In this society, if you don't lower the bar to get halal marriage, haram is accessible for free. So the onus is on parents. Let me encourage you, O oh parents, to have frank conversations with your young men and women when they are of marriage age, even before they're able to get married, put the idea in their mind. When they're 17, 18, it's maybe too young to actually get married financially. You say, listen, you know, I want you to be a righteous young Muslim or Muslimah. You know, I want you to, uh, you know, get married and we will help you inshallah ta'ala as much as we can. Put it into their minds that we want the halal. We want the halal. And if they find a legitimate partner in a halal manner, going ISOC or in whatnot, and they follow the halal, they come to you with halal. Don't think they've done something evil. They're coming to you for halal, not haram. We have to overcome the stigma as well of how they find a partner. If they interact in a public setting and without any haram taking place, they know the existence of this person. And in their heart, they're like, this is potential candidate. They come back to you. Oh, mama, oh, baba, what about this person? Some of us are going to, Astaghfirullah, how dare you? Yaqi, she's 20 years old. If she has a legitimate inclination and she comes to you, thank Allah she's coming to you. He's a young man, 21 years old. He's coming to your blessings. He wants his mother to go and check the family out. Why are you saying, Be, allow some things to change. And I have a whole khutbah I gave about the story of Musa and his wife in the Quran. Where Allah says, one of them came embarrassed and shy. There's an indication, there's something in her heart. Why wouldn't she have that? There's nothing wrong. She didn't do anything. She, but it's natural. This is a young, dashing man. He defended me. He helped me. He's a charismatic person. He's lowering the gaze. He's a nice person. Why would I not? Nothing wrong with that, right? So we have to rethink through the whole notion of high mahar, of long list of conditions. I don't know the situation in England. In America, we have a crisis of marrying outside the faith. We have a major crisis of Muslims, men, and women. I don't know what's happening. I'm talking about America. 
women. And it's not allowed by ijma' of the ummah. And in fact, I have a fatwa that I personally follow in my life. It's a stricter one. People say I'm lax. It's not a matter of lax. It's a matter of protecting the sharia and the goals of the sharia. My fatwa that I follow in my life, a Muslim man is not allowed to marry a kitabi lady in the lands we live in. This is my verdict. I know it's a minority opinion. I'm not enforcing it on anybody. But I have never done a nikah like this. And I don't agree with this. It, in my humble opinion, I follow Ibn Abbas's fatwa, and it's also some of the earlier scholars also held it. The marriage of a kitabiyah is only allowed in the land of Islam. The marriage with Ahl Kitab is allowed when the laws are going to help you and the children protect your iman. In these countries, in my humble opinion, the public fatwa should be, and this is the fatwa I give, it's to, people, to people to take it or not. It, and this is Ibn Abbas's fatwa. He also said the same thing. This is not allowed when you're living in lands that are not governed by the Sharia. The concession to marry a kitabiyya lady is only when you're living in a land that is ruled by the Sharia. So I don't believe it is permissible for a man to marry a lady of the Ahli Kitab in these lands. We must restrict, and as Umar al-Khattab said, that if all of our men marry outside, who's going to marry our women? He said this. And he made it not allowed for his uh, you know, employees of the government. He literally said, if you're employed by the Islamic government, and you're in faraway lands, you must find a Muslim lady. This is wisdom you're thinking. I follow the same fatwa. We need to encourage marriage from within by shutting marriage from without. We need to make marriage more pragmatic and realistic. We need to allow young men and women the opportunity to perform the halal. And one final point I'll add here is that once the man and the woman, both of them, if they are of mature age, 21, 22, 23, even if they can't financially afford we should encourage at least the nikah being done. This is a very easy halal solution. We should lower the age of marriage from our previous generation. We really must. But only if there is wisdom, and this is every young man and woman needs to decide by himself, right? Only if there is maturity. I'm not saying if there... And if a person cannot financially afford a wife, but mature, he's there, you say, you know what? At least let the two families come together, let the nikah contract be done. And even if you're not living together as a husband and wife, there's a halal outlet for emotions, for talking, for eating at restaurants. There's some, it's a natural urge. And we have to, don't criminalize. This is a natural emotion. It's not haram, it is the essence of halal inside of nikah. So parents, we need to get over the awkwardness of this topic. Have frank conversations with your young men and women. Encourage early marriage. Encourage nikah. And inshallah, this is one of the ways we will tackle it. Wallahu alam. وتخفي الذنب عن خلقي وتأبى في الهوى قربي فتب مما جنيت عسى تعود إلى رضا ربي تعود إلى رضا ربي